0: Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: Thanks for stopping by.
0: Hello, and welcome to the 231st episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: It's a rainy Sunday, extremely rainy. It is rainy. Yeah.
0: Happy yeah. Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Uh, yeah. So, so, saying, I got some news for you. I got some news you for everybody. You, really, you got, you got news for everybody. I got news for everybody. So, uh, I I now have my official first. I, I would say it's, it's not even a first draft. It's hard. To, it's hard to call it a first, but I have an official draft of my dissertation completed. Uh, sent it to my advisor last night. He didn't have. It's a. It's a. It's long. Like of text and figures. It's like a hundred and ten pages or so. And with like double spacing and kind of weird ass margins, but it's still a pretty significant. It's a significantly long piece of uh, of text, um, but he he read it through really quickly. He kind of skimmed it over. He thought it looked really good, so that was great news uh, for me to hear. I have until Wednesday to finish editing it and submitting it to the rest of my of my uh, PhD committee. So I'll be spending the next nice. few days working on that, and then I have. So uh, what
1: does what does what does like editing now entail?
0: um so there's a few things that i would think that i'd be thinking about doing um that would be you know just like grammar you know fixing grammar issues um typos that kind of silly stuff um you know spell check only catches so many things sometimes you accidentally spell a word uh the wrong way <laughs> like you know, maybe you mean to write as and you write a. Uh. spell check won't mm-hmm. catch that um, so right. so that type of stuff but there is some there's some stuff of substance that potentially could change and during yesterday I, I did a couple of rounds of edits yesterday, and I changed a decent bit then, because I felt that some stuff wasn't flowing correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Some se- some sentences I just completely eliminated. Some of them I, I I moved to different sections. You know, maybe just a section before or a section after because I thought the text that was there just fit better in a different place. So that type of stuff. Um, and there's always a chance that I could decide that, you know, what this is just extraneous information that's really not necessary the text is long enough. It doesn't need to be any longer. So just making sure everything that's in there is actually important and deserves to be in there. And I could also decide to add another section if, if necessary. Um, I'm, I would consider doing that in my, in my third chapter. There's a few, th- I was a lot briefer in my third chapter compared to my second chapter, but the reason is because the, the works in the third chapter are uh, published. And so everything there is a lot more polished and the works in the second chapter are only one of them is published. And so I, uh, I kind of have, I don't want to say a complete data dump. I feel like everything that's in there is pretty important, but there are particular things that I did that I could decide to remove because it's not a hundred percent necessary. So it's just really, it's nothing crazy. Um, worst case scenario, as long as it reads well, I submit that to my committee. And maybe they decide that, hey, you know what, I I don't think this was necessary, and I can remove it later on. But this isn't like the way this works. is not, It's not like publishing a paper. It's not as um, rule. There's not there is not as many rules. You know, there's not a word limit. There's not a section limit. So if I if I wanted to write about it, it can be in there. Um, and unless the, unless somebody's like, I really don't see why you would have this in here, then I would mm-hmm. remove it. So
1: yeah. So how like ruthless do you have to be? You think? When you're going through with like the editor's pen and you're looking at all your sections, do you feel like you're going to like, based on wh- what you're feeling right now, are you, are you confident that most of it's going to stay? Do you think that you're going to try and like, like, does the narrative make sense throughout the whole thing?
0: Yeah, I would say I'm pretty comfortable with most of everything that's in there already. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did a lot of that kind of removal of sections in the past when I was so like so when I started this, you started God, I can't remember how long. it's been probably like three three months ago where I actually started um, you know, adding significant significant amounts of text to this document. So in that time I had when I first started or even before I started, I created an outline for the various sections that I thought were going to be in each chapter. So the first chapter is just is a uh, it's a book chapter that I wrote uh, a couple of years ago now, a year or two ago mm-hmm. now and that contains all the background to the biology that's required to um, understand the projects that i'm working on so that that chapter is published but it's not anything new that i've added the second chapter includes two different projects that i worked on they're both new the third chapter is uh, another two projects that i've worked on utilizing similar techniques um and there's a kind of a, a a main program or tool that i developed to to uh handle those analyses and as i as i like uh, molded this this um the dissertation together. What I did was I first started with just the the specific chapters, like you know chapters one through one through four. First is intro, fourth is is uh, conclusions, and then the two chapters in between. And then I started to break down each of the section titles. So this so the actually figuring out okay what substance is required to explain the full story, and worked my way down from there. And then from there I had you know subsections. So. If, say, I'm talking about a specific project and then I want to talk about particular elements of that project, then I'll have a, I'll have a subsection for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to that, you know, I, I put all that. I put all those like just section titles in and then I began to write it. And once I was writing it, um, sometimes it was, you know, some some sections were a lot easier to write than others, you know. You know, you come into this oh, thing, yeah. it's like, okay, well, this is stuff that I did. You know, some stuff requires research. Some stuff is just, okay, what did you do? And so when it came to that, you know, it was I, I, I generally started with the sections that are a little easier for me to write, you know, talking about what I did, not having to completely justify every single sentence with a source. And after I started, after I started to get a lot of the substance in, I realized that I had a couple empty sections here and there, started to fill those in. And every now and again I would look at the section and be like, you know what? Uh, I just finished writing this section and the section that I had written, that I had that I thought I was going to need, to explain something really fits or is really explained in this section that I just wrote, so I'm just going to remove that section header because it's just not really important. Yeah. So that's what I found myself doing a lot: removing um, empty section headers that, um, that that the 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 point of the section ended up being fulfilled in a different section. Um, sometimes I had written some things, and this actually happened maybe two weeks ago a week or two I can't keep track of time anymore we'll just say two weeks ago um, and I had I probably had I don't know how many pages of stuff or how many sections of stuff yeah. but I decided you know what I really don't think this is necessary or I just really don't like this I don't Got you. I, it was one of my earlier sections that I had written and after getting into the groove of things and kind of figuring out how I wanted to narrate this entire story I think the the way that I had described what I had done, was just kind of garbage relative to everything else. So I deleted that and just kind of rewrote it. So it did happen. I want to say that, you know, it was kind of an edit as you go process where I was able to identify a lot of those potential issues. And hopefully now anything that I find is relatively minor and isn't, isn't a major like, you know, slash and, and whatever. Um, it's just a, I think this fits better somewhere else. That type of, that okay. type of, that type of deal. There's not enough time to, there's not even enough time to, uh, to have any major overhaul so hopefully i don't i don't you know look at th- look at this t- today and somehow decide hey you know what i'm really missing something major i f- right i think how that hap- that if that would have happened already in the past it's basically it's basically it
1: okay so uh you think you you're saying that you're gonna spend the next few days doing the edits uh do you feel like you're able to read what you write and then uh see like see the errors that might be there, or
0: yeah, that's uh, a hard that's a hard thing, right because mm-hmm. when you read when you read stuff and it, and this happens all the time, especially when you read what you've written yourself you you read it and you end up like filling in words that aren't actually there As- yeah, your brain almost like
1: shows you what you want to see,
0: yeah, exactly, and the crazy thing is that. Maybe not the crazy thing, but yeah, it, it's I, I've so what I've been doing um, is basically just reading it aloud. <laughs> so so I read it aloud, and it's like I said, it's a long document, so it becomes super tedious at times, and especially right. when you're like talking about like random protein protein names. Like right now, it's like a it, it's a I don't even know how to pronounce some of these things. That's the that's the best part. Uh, the Saudi homeodomain domain homolog, like it it really it really throws you off of your flow as you read these sentences. So when I read those, I oftentimes just like default to the, just the, the, uh, abbreviation, you know, instead of, instead of reading that whole, whole thing, just be like SHH one. Don't even bother reading the protein name. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's spelled right. Um, cause these actually are all capitalized. These, the protein names and, um, okay like protein and G names get capitalized and when you cap yep. when you when everything is all caps word doesn't catch does it doesn't spell check those I don't think so um no I don't I don't believe it does.
1: So I not sure. know that.
0: Oh yeah. So um I'm gonna just quickly try. Let me see what happens. Yeah no it doesn't. Just typed in a bunch of random letters and it doesn't it doesn't say anything's wrong with it. So um but just like some of it is just very long winded and it's difficult to it's what I, what I often find myself myself doing is kind of like what you would do when you read a really boring book when when you were a kid, uh, you know, like reading reading like an assigned book when you're when you're younger, like in high school, is the words are going into your brain, but you're not really processing them. Yeah. And so I, I, I if I ever catch myself doing that, it's kind of like okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. take a step back. Let's reread. Let's read this again. Um, because I really need to I really need to be able to internalize everything not for the sake of taking in the information but just making sure that it actually reads correctly that it sounds right so
1: that's very fair yeah um, yeah I know that for for me editing is usually the, the toughest thing and I've had to read things out loud as well but it does get very tedious especially if these are like really long documents
0: yeah exactly um, it's been. It's been it's been kind of fun. <laughs> it's hard to say the right word to describe the entire process, but it's good to it's good to have like it's you know, I'm still not completely finished finished, but it's good to have this um this copy where it is. Um the fact that I have all the substance actually on paper now.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, that that's gotta be the hardest part, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: How long would you say you've spent getting all of it on the paper?
0: I couldn't tell you exactly how many hours this took. Um, that that's like impossible for me to say. The I've been working on it on and off for the last about three months since I think mid February. I I so a lot of some some of the text is is basically recycled text so like i said that first chapter that introduction chapter i had already published in um in, in in a book okay and so i didn't rewrite everything um i basically recycled a lot of the text that was there it th- what i wrote was specific to um to maize or corn and i had to um i had to make it a bit more general because I, my dissertation is not specific to any organism. It's, it's, it's relative to all plants. So what I had to do is try to go through and make edits here and there to try to make sure that it wasn't like, Oh, we're, I'm focusing, you know, way too much on, on corn or maize and, and try to just make it a little bit more general for, for plants. So overall, that one was the probably the easiest for me to do because it was pretty general, despite the fact that we, we had published it to be, uh, to 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 discuss maze, um, the other chapters though, chapter two took the longest time of all, and it's really difficult for me to give you an exact amount of time that I spent working on the substance of this because this really went hand in hand with actually coding the project and and um, generating data to test and comparing it to other tools, and so that process you know the the programming the comparing the you know data analysis and generation that I don't know again I have no idea how long that took but. If we just ignore that and just think about like the figures that I that I had to spend time figuring out how I wanted to to, to present the material, that was also certainly pretty time consuming. I had taken a bit of a break in writing for almost a month. I want to say I took most of March, I would say, off of writing and focusing on that tool itself. Um and then I got I got back heavily into the writing again in April as I started to realize, oh shoot, I only have a month left. Um, so I really got back into things then. And I've been... I mean, Lane might be able to tell you better than me how how many nights I've been, like, up late working. Or maybe we could just go back to the chat history of the two of us and seeing, like, when I'm talking to you about these NBA playoff games and sending you messages at, like, one in the morning, like, oh, snap, I'm still awake, you know, working, but I got the game on. Dame Lillard just hit this crazy shot or something right. like that, you know? Um, So I've certainly had moments like that or a lot of nights like that. Um, so it's probably it's it's been it's been it's been my full-time work for the last month and a half at the very least and then I've also extended that pretty heavily heavily into the evenings and um early mornings so it's like but I wouldn't even say, like I don't think about it in terms of like this was really difficult or even I spent a lot of I I did it was really hard work getting this done like it's it's I don't know if that's a weird thing to think or say. Like, I just don't, it's hard for me to really conceptualize how many hours I've been putting into this on a day-to-day basis. Right. And and I don't necessarily think of it as um, like hard work, you know? Obviously, there have been other things that I I would prefer to be doing than this at times. But I guess because it's so close to the end and I'm excited to be finished that maybe I'm kind of, like it's just not being processed like that. So I th- I think if if I were to look back on this and talk to, like say talk to my future kids and be like you know hey uh, you know if one if one of them were trying to go for a PhD I don't know if I'd be able to have a pep talk like yeah you know it's gonna be really hard work you're gonna be getting a you know a lot of sleepless nights at the on that last stretch but it'll be worth it like I I hardly even think about the, the sleepless nights like it's just not something that I'm really thinking about. I will say that I hardly have time to dedicate to other people's work though. Like every now and again people ask me. Uh, for help with something, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll take a look at that. And it's like a week later before I have a chance because I'm just kind of, I have too many things on my plate to focus on.
1: That makes sense. That's
0: that's where I guess, that's where yeah, I I guess you're think.
1: right. I guess it'd be hard to quantify because you'd have to legitimately like sort of clock in and clock out. And yeah, no one's yeah. Ever really doing that.
0: Exactly. It's like, uh, you know, if I'm working from home, walk downstairs from the from my bedroom, uh, turn the computer on, just start getting to work. Um, I've noticed that the distractions that I'm willing to take on during the day are a lot fewer. So I'm oftentimes just listening to like music in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really watching too like I a lot of like YouTube subscriptions, um, people that I follow on YouTube. I've just kind of stopped watching their videos for the most part because I don't really have time to to like look over and and watch the video and follow what they're saying there have been some links that like you you shared with me that i'm sure that i've missed at this point like i was like oh i'm gonna watch that and i didn't but there are some links that i get back to it's like okay i just watch it later in the day um i've been trying to be better about or decent with that but um you know other than just outside of that just kind of like perusing the internet and watching random videos it's not really something that's happening to me right now i i've been missing out on a lot of, of uh reddit content lately too
1: I mean, I mean that stuff is fine, right? Because it comes and goes.
0: It really does, yeah. Um,
1: I don't think there's anything that you like really missed that would uh, you'd be really disappointed in per se. I mean, it's <laughs> it's also one of those things where um, you both like once you get in the groove of creating this kind of stuff, or, like when you're really busy, yeah. That it's sometimes nice to be heads down and not do anything that may or may not like mess with you to
0: yep yeah yep 100 percent. um yeah it's really exciting though um i will say that i did accept a job offer so i got i got work lined up as soon as shortly after i finished two months two months from oh, yeah? from, from the 15th yeah yeah uh,
1: two two months from the 15th yeah okay. Jul-
0: july 15th is my official start date oh congrats so yeah thank you um for now i'll be i'll be training it. i'll be taking the train into philly and i'm contemplating um moving a little bit closer because it's a bit of a long commute for me Mm -hmm. but at like as i've been looking at places i think we talked about this last week maybe or maybe we've talked about it offline at the very least um like looking for a new place is so it's so annoying like thinking about moving um and trying to find trying to find something that uh meet your that meets your needs so i guess i guess to move to move locally sucks it's like okay i could technically make it work our rent is low enough and the place is is is, is good like it's really nice so do we really need to like because if i would basically when i when i look for comparable size places mm-hmm. that are a little bit closer to philly there's first of all not very many um, as soon as you like get to, like the wilmington area the rent definitely goes up but the size of the places drops and then beyond that it's a little too far because Lena would then have to be driving back the other direction to go to, to go to work so I don't want it to stray too far towards Philly because she then would have to be the person coming back down this end yeah. so we gotta look for that fair commute that for for the two of us um but I'm finding that the rent is almost like five to seven hundred dollars more a month than what we pay right now
1: Okay.
0: And it's like, okay, well, what if we were to stay? What if I would take this long commute for a year and we stay? Yeah. You know, that's a lot of money that you save. And if, if, say, we want to, if we decide that we want to buy a house Mm -hmm. or we do, you know, or we just stay here for another year just to save that money and to buy a house, you know, still a couple of years down the road, that's a lot of money that we get to save, that we just get to put right into that bank account or invest in some manner. So, it's a lot to think about. I don't like, that's probably been the thing that I've spent the most time on outside of my dissertation work. I would say dissertation stuff has taken like 80% of my 70% of my time of like my awake hours. Um, House, house hunting is maybe like five to 10% somewhere in that range. Mm
1: -hmm. So. I wonder if like, while you're doing all of that, what the, I mean, I'm sure you've thought about it. Like the cost of like the time that you would be saving
0: yeah definitely that that's the, that's that the thing. thing yeah um
1: there's so much to at, take into account it's, it's gotta some, be overwhelming uh
0: yeah it's, it's really be somewhat overwhelming it's really hard to conceptualize because i i i'm not doing it right now and you know i gotta so i would have to give my landlord two months notice before um if we decide that we wanted to, to to end our lease we mm-hmm. could we could decide to go month to month and pay them i think it's an extra 100 dollars a month on top of what the rent would increase um So I could do that just to test drive it and get a feel for, okay, what do I really think about this? Because the commute, you know, doing it by train is um, cumulatively about three hours of my day. Oh, wow. And so then it's like, okay, well, you're really dedicating then about 11 hours, maybe even a little bit more to work a day, like every day of the week. Yeah, dude. Um, at least until, because I know people work from home in this position, but I don't want to start, I don't want to start doing that, you know, right off the bat, unless I really feel comfortable doing, you know, doing the work. Um, I, I want, I want to show my face, I, you know, I want to, I want to build relationships with these people. And so I don't necessarily want to, you know, start off working from home and and just, you know, start, start being distant and, and independent, um, especially at a new job. So for the first you know, a couple of months, I would definitely want to be in the, be in the office Monday to Friday. And so if I got to spend three hours a day in a train or in my car, that's, it's going to add up. Like, you know, by the time you get home, it's like, okay, you're exhausted. You got to eat. Do I even have time to go to the gym and work out? Um, and then shortly after you know, it's, it's, it's go to bed and 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 re- redo it again the next day and so when i'm when i'm living like that it's like okay that's those are, that's when i can start seeing myself just living for the weekends because i don't have any free time to do anything on a normal day and that yeah. that would suck now I'll, i would probably get into uh i probably uh i'll be you know buying books reading on the train i still have my nintendo switch there's plenty of games that, I could, that i'd be able to play
1: yeah. So it's certainly something I can. You can do. I'm,
0: yeah, I can certainly yeah. occupy myself on the train and get some personal time in that manner, or even potentially do some work on the train, and not spend as much time in the office because I'm getting some stuff done um, during the commute itself. So plenty of options, a lot to think about, a lot to unpack. But yeah, like you said, it's at some point your time is worth something, and so if if I decide, hey, you know what, my time that time is 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 easily worth an extra five hundred dollars a month to me then yeah, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna make that move happen
1: um also you should think about like if that's one way to look at it right uh your time is worth something the other side of that is could you use that time as you time yeah right? like you said like you know reading books or uh playing the switch there could be other things that you could be doing with that time where, like you know what even though it like extends your day a little bit maybe it's like you're just rearranging things around
0: yeah yeah absolutely um that's one of the things i haven't been able to do lately is is read um what i what i would do a lot in the past is especially like what around like this past winter and fall would be Mm -hmm. to um go go up to bed um and read a book for like 30 to 45 minutes maybe an hour even and then go to sleep and lately i've been going up to bed so late it's like all right go got to bed put the phone down just knock out immediately yeah so um my my reading of a song of a song of ice and fire has slowed down tremendously but not to worry george is still hasn't hasn't written winter winter so um yeah i mean that's it's, it's all right happen. you're fine you're <laughs> fine so i'm doing all right um but yeah, it's uh it's a, it, a lot a lot is happening. Um I'm excited to to finally get there. I was uh I was joking with Yaron the other day. Joking but probably but potentially semi-serious too. I'm going to start changing my my profile names like everywhere to from like, you know, whatever it is to just doctor username.
1: Yeah. Or, you absolutely or, should.
0: Or username PhD. People think that people, when people hear doctor they, they assume a physician. So, I don't wanna I don't want people to think that I'm a medical doctor. It ain't like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, but there's, I mean, you still have worked hard for it, so you should be able to.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna. Change you should
1: it. be able to like rock that in some way. No, I was, I
0: was telling you around. I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay Microsoft like the ten fifteen dollars so I can change my gamer tag to Doctor Blank. I'm not trying to get my gamer um, tag out there right now.
1: That's uh, true too.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you can change your Reddit username. I'm not sure that that's a thing, but I also don't comment on Reddit. So that wouldn't really matter.
1: Oh yeah. It's uh, I mean, that's that keeping that the way it is, I don't think is a big of an issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you
0: introduced yourself as doctor? No. Would you? No, I don't think so. I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's, it's uh like if you're going to get on people for not calling you doctor, I don't know. like, I would be, I would, I would, I will accept a doctor introduction at a, you know, if I'm speaking at a conference, if I'm speaking somewhere, but otherwise not really. I don't think, I don't think many PhDs typically do, or at least in the field that I work in don't necessarily do that. I've, I've never, I've never met somebody and they've been like, oh, you know, I'm doctor whatever. They just say, oh, I'm John or I'm Michael or whatever it is. Oftentimes, when I'm at like conferences, it's actually hard to tell the difference between a, a grad student and a postdoc, because mm-hmm. they're you know we're around the same age, um, assuming that you know you're straight out of undergrad right into the grad school, and so you'll meet a lot of people and they'll tell you their name and stuff and you'll be talking to them. It's like okay, you know, tell me about your work or something like that. And it's like, wait, are you like are you a grad student or you postdoc? I don't wanna I don't wanna make any assumptions here, but I'm just kind of curious. And they'll tell that's, you then, but that's, that's, that's when you finally, that's when you realize, oh, this person, you know, they have their PhD already or they don't, they're working on it. Um, so, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, this is all very exciting stuff. You think that, uh, so like after you're done, so if we go back for a second, once you're done um, editing, what's the next step then?
0: Uh. So, all right. Yeah. So I, I submit, so I'm, I'll be editing and Wednesday, I'm submitting it to, to my PhD committee. So there are the five people who are going to be my assessors to decide whether I deserve a PhD or not. Um, so that'll go out on on the 15th, on Wednesday. Once that is done, I'm not editing the document anymore. There are things that I could decide, hey, you know what? I really want to add this or I want to add that. In fact, one of the things that I, I'm not going to have completely finished by the time I send it to them is... Um, I've been doing these runtime comparisons of my tool to um, other tools that, that do the same thing. And so I wanted just to compare how long it takes to run each program. And some of the programs take a really long time to run. And I wanted to get a couple of of, um, of runs in of, of each thing. That way I can kind of average the times together to you know handle a variation of runtimes. And those aren't going to all finish by the 15th. So one of the things that I will be adding between the 15th and the 29th or even later is... The actual, um, the true run times across multiple runs. Because right now I only have the run times for just a single run. So, other than that, after that, I'm not touching the text anymore until after I receive their feedback. So between the 15th and the 29th, I will be working on my presentation for my public defense. Uh, the public defense is on May 29th, the afternoon of May 29th, and it's an hour. It's actually like a 45 minute presentation where I I basically present everything or not everything but the highlights of the dissertation text in a uh, powerpoint and and uh, a um, what what's the right word you know just a presentation format so that's what i'll be spending that time those two weeks doing and my committee themselves they'll they'll look at my text they'll highlight things that they need to see change or that they like or that they don't like and they'll relay that information to me after the public defense so in the 40 45 minutes that i'll be presenting after that, there's 10 to 15 minutes for questions from the public. Once that's finished, then the public leaves, and it's just me in the room with the five committee members or actually the three who are physically going to be there and the two that are going to be joining remotely. And they'll, they'll um, quote, grill me for an hour. Um, and they'll they'll ask me a variety of questions. It's pretty much anything goes. I've heard a wide variety of types of questions that people have been asked. Um, things like, you know, things specific to their projects. And I've also heard people you know just kind of shooting the shit more or less just like hey you know hey what are your thoughts on this particular aspect of science or what do you think the ramifications are of this decision that was made you know recently yeah and it's just kind of like you know we just want to spitball with you we want to we want to talk science with 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 another phd because you know that's that's what you are at this point oh assuming of course that they pass you um so once that's finished they ask you to leave the room they discuss amongst themselves for you know five five five-ish minutes um any, any things that they, any points of contention that they feel. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but generally I don't think that my committee would be asking me to, to, to defend if they didn't think that I was ready based on all, everything that I've shown them over the last however many years that we've been meeting. So I don't, I feel like, I don't feel like this is a formality per se, but I feel ready I feel very ready for it myself. Like it's not a formality. But I feel very confident in myself going yeah. into in, going into it, you know. Um, so once that's finished, uh, once they finish discussing, so they, that's that's when they might say, "Hey, you know, we, we don't like the way um, this was written, or we felt like there was we felt like there you needed some more information here, or maybe we had an issue with something the way that it was done." That's when they come to you after that presentation, and say, "Hey, we want you to like, you know." do something with xyz with the text and then you you know you note that down you uh take that and you uh you make those adjustments to the text once that's finished i don't think they necessarily would want to see it themselves maybe they would i guess they would let you know and once that's finished um you then have to get a few signatures from like the grad office um like the dean of the college and, and whatnot and then you submit the text to the grad office um and that's that's it that's the end of it but once you finish the defense, like once they say you pass, like you they, they generally say that you you know you're a doctor. I think to the school you're technically not a doctor, but um outside of those little final like you know, edits and modifications and forms that you need to fill, you're you're a doctor. Oh,
1: well there you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um Man. What yeah. a what a process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks from now. I should be completely finished. In fact, we're gonna have to have a, we're gonna have to have a talk because Lane and I are gonna be doing a uh, a bit of a vacation after after this. So we're gonna have to pre-record some episodes or something like that because we're, we're gonna be gone from I think it's June second to the eleventh.
1: Oh okay yeah yeah
0: yeah but That's uh fun. yeah so uh right after the so shortly after my 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 defense the thirty first is actually graduation. Technically, I'm not graduating until the summer. However, um, you are allowed to participate in the spring graduation so long, so long as you know you you, you talk to the right people. You really just say, you know, hey, I'm I'm finishing at this time. I want to participate in the ceremony this year rather than wait a whole another year. So I will be participating in the graduation on the third on the morning of the thirty first. So I'll be doing the hooding ceremony. And I need to figure out actually. I didn't even think about this. I gotta, I gotta pick up my my uh my graduation gown. I gotta figure out where to pick that up. I've complained yeah, about this you... on the podcast I know yeah. before, but it's one hundred fifty five dollars to rent the damn thing. You can't even, you know, not to buy it. When I was an undergrad, I think we bought our gowns for like seventy bucks. PhDs have to to rent their gown, and it costs one hundred fifty five dollars. I believe you can buy a gown like a custom gown. I don't know how that how that works, like the customization of it and everything. It starts at like nine hundred fifty dollars. Not gonna be able to do that.
1: Oh my god, dude.
0: I'm never gonna, so much. The only time I would ever wear this again is if a, I was a professor and I was then uh, participating in my, in my students graduations or B one of my kids graduates and they want me to, to, to hood them. My, uh, my younger brother actually had my dad hood him at his med school graduation last oh. year. Yeah. So it's something that people do do. And I could, have I technically could have asked my dad to, to, um, to to be the one to hood me, but I you know my my advisor has been I uh, I don't want to say that I don't want to discount and say that my brother's advisors or professors weren't as heavily involved in his life as mine has been, but uh, I feel like that I think that he would probably agree in that in that um you know he's basically been my boss for the last eight years he's very heavily involved in everything that I do so I feel like it's a little different in in the case of a PhD
1: okay that's fair i mean you want to be you want. i guess you want someone there that like has been there yeah. uh as much uh, especially in your situation uh, in your position as much as uh your person has been there so that makes sense yeah where do you guys know where you're going uh, on vacation to celebrate
0: yeah uh hawaii
1: oh man
0: yeah never been have you have you
1: i have where okay. in hawaii are you going
0: uh one second <laughs> <laughs> She's been doing all the planning. Like I've been way too busy to, to to uh to get involved in this, but she just booked the flight. Um, it's to uh to Kona, which is in I think it's what is it, Kauai, Kau- Kau- Kauai, Kauai, Yeah, yeah. So that that's where we're going. We haven't um we haven't um booked like a hotel or anything like that. But now that I've submitted this document, I should have a little bit of time myself to, um, you know, start looking into, you know, things to do, um, potentially, you know, even just places to stay. But for the most part, we're just trying to really kick it, you know, just relax, not not do like a ton of not do like a ton of like exploration or like hiking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just really enjoy ourselves.
1: So, yeah. Um, great. Uh, well-deserved time away with all the late nights that you've been sort of putting in. Yeah. Um, so what's, uh what's going on for you for the rest of the day? Just more edits.
0: No, Um. I probably will, um, you know, try to take it, you know, uh, maybe take it, maybe try to tackle us a chapter or so, okay. but I am, uh, I'm meeting up with a friend for coffee later on. And okay. then after that, I'm going to try to head to my parents just for, uh, you know, have a quick dinner with my parents for Mother's Day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, that's it. That's all I got planned.
1: Maybe uh, at some you know point I'll
0: hop on the division and hit level 30 for you.
1: Yeah, just just do that, you know. Just, just get that out of the way.
0: <laughs> that's um, all you care about. That's what you're waiting for.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, today there's two game sevens. Yes. Yeah, uh, so Blazers and Nuggets versus Rockets and the Raptors. Uh, no, not Rockets, Sixers. Sixers, sorry. Yes. Um I know that we both want the Sixers and Blazers to win, but I think, is it fair to say that we're ready for the Nuggets and Raptors to win?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. That's really funny. I just went to NBA.com. There's this picture of uh, Dame Lillard, and mm-hmm. he's dribbling the ball, but he's got this really long um, black uh, sleeve band. Yep. And the picture, like the background, is all dark. It's all black, and so you actually like it looks like he, it looks like his hand is just kind of hovering, and that it looks like he has nothing connecting his hand to his shoulder. Anyway, oh my god! Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that the game on the West Coast is being played earlier. That they're, the 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 Denver game is being played one thirty p.m. local time for them, three thirty for us, and then the Sixers play at seven p.m. tonight. I just find it interesting that the the West the West Coast game is basically an afternoon game for them. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe they feel like the Sixers game is more exciting. It's also on TNT. That's a little surprising to see. ABC doesn't have it.
1: I mean, what's nice is that uh, it'll be on early so that it ends early because we also have Game of Thrones tonight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, I don't know if it's going to end early, but hour. we'll see.
1: HBO also has uh, the new limited series Chernobyl.
0: Oh, that's starting. That's starting tonight. It started, yeah. Is it? Wait, has it started already, or is it? I think it, so. Oh, okay. I Think it's already started. Okay. Yeah. I've been seeing. I've been seeing stuff about it, but I haven't seen it. Like I don't really know too much about it, otherwise, uh, other than you know what I've seen, um, before uh, Game of Thrones and other shows that I've watched.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm very excited uh for uh Chernobyl. It looks like it's a high production value.
0: I see. Yeah, first episode aired last week. Um really quickly before we go, what are, you, are what are your hopes for with Game of Thrones right now? Like are, do you have high hopes with the series? Are you kind of just like I just want to see where it's going to end and that's kind of I just want to see where point. it's going to
1: end at this point, man. Like uh, I don't I don't know what I feel about that show anymore. It's just I just feel like I'm watching it and there's just so much there's just so many things to like complain about
0: yeah yeah
1: and yeah that's that's how i feel
0: yeah it feels so much like the show is just we're finding ourselves doing classical storytelling or classical tv and and media storytelling what i find very frustrating and i can't remember where i heard this who said this um but it's so annoying when you watch TV. Oh, it was like a Reddit comment. It's annoying when you watch TV and if if the camera can't see it, then the character that you're watching can't see it. That's really frustrating for me cuz Danny should have been able to see. I guess spoiler alert. Danny should have been able to see uh Euron's, you know, she should have been able to see the Iron Fleet. They should yes. have been expecting an ambush at Dragonstone like easily. So it's it's it, it's very Walking Dead-esque where, you know, you're, the character that you're following is walking. They're normally super badass when it comes to killing zombies, but for whatever reason, they're getting caught off guard from a zombie that is, is freaking Arya Stark out here, like a ninja. It's like these these zombies, every other time that you see them, are moaning and grunting and walking and making noise, but this zombie, for whatever reason, is a ninja and your main character couldn't see it, so... That's always been frust. That is frustrating in The Walking Dead, and part of the reason why I stopped watching it. And the fact that Game of Thrones is starting to institute these types of things is weird.
1: Yeah, exactly. We totally agreed. Um, it just you can. I feel like I feel like you can tell that uh, the writers are tired of shepherding this show.
0: Yeah, and I, and I also feel, feel like they don't end. know what. Yeah, I also feel like they just they they're struggling. They've built these characters up so much, and they're struggling to figure out how to make it end in a way where they're not just stomping on people where there's suspense and 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 i think they want it to be a satisfying ending where the 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 viewer is like oh oh who's actually gonna win like is it possible that they they all die and that cersei's the last one standing and so like i i don't know like at the end of season six they've spent so much time building building um daenerys up and and then they got to season seven. It's like, oh shit, she's too strong. We got to make a bunch of dumb moves, blame it on Tyrion, and bring her down, bring her back down to earth. And and they've just continued that into season eight. And despite the fact that she took her army up to fight the army of the dead, they still felt like, oh, two dragons is too many. We got to get rid of one. Yeah. I don't know. And then they've just made decisions that are just like, like Cersei not killing everybody at the end. Like, let's be completely real with each other. She blew up. I don't know what proportion of her city, how many people died, but we'll just say she killed at least a thousand people when she blew up the Sept of Balor. Yeah, she would have no problem killing Danny and and that little um <laughs> the little uh, group of of Unsullied that she brought to protect her. So uh, everything just seems a little off, and it's weird being a viewer and being the one who can easily call that out. Like I don't need I don't need you know experts and analysts to sit there and tell me oh. That is not what she would have done. I can recognize that myself, so it's really strange to believe that the writers wouldn't have recognized that as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. It there's one thing to adapt a show from uh, from uh, like an established narrative. I think it's another thing to write the narrative. Yeah, and I think yeah. there. I mean, there they are good writers. They they've had a lot of success had a lot of good content for a long time yeah they wrote the
0: winds of winter episode that wasn't from george that was them and it was really fucking good that's one of my it's like my favorite episode of the show
1: it's unfortunate and i think the ringer had one of the best lines if they ended this show poorly because they rushed it it'll be one of the greatest unforced errors of all time
0: yeah absolutely it's quickly we're quickly finding ourselves um we're quickly finding ourselves less able to forgive mistakes made by the show. I think in the past there have been issues with various things and people have kind of laughed it off The You know, the whole Dorn storyline, for example, people just say it's, it's just a part of the thing that exists in the show. They eventually got rid of it. It's fine. But the way it's happening now, it seems a lot less, it seems a lot less forgivable. And it's like a consistent week to week thing that's happening. I will say that as I'm watching the episodes, for the most part, I'm entertained. Every now and again, I'm like, that's kind of silly, but I guess because I'm still trying to consume the episode, I'm not really thinking back on the silliness of certain things. And then after I finish the episode and I start to reflect on things, that's when I'm like, that's so silly, or that's so dumb. Why did this happen this way? Um, the the thing that I keep going back to um, is all of a sudden, Varys and Tyrion are getting annoyed or, or concerned with Danny's uh, state of state of mind. And it's like, well, She's listened to everything that you guys have said to her over the last two seasons now. Every decision that you guys have made so that she doesn't blow up all of all of King's Landing and do this and do that. You guys have constantly been constantly been saying, Oh, you want to win the people over. And then she's done these she's made the decisions, and then she's been beat back every step of the way. Except for the loot train attack, which was her decision. So every step of the way, she's been getting she's been uh she's been giving she's has been given poor advice by her advisors and she's constantly losing half her army and now now that she's just like you know what i'm sick of it or i don't know who to trust anymore now you guys are like yo she's crazy let's go to john just like i don't like varus man that's that's basically what i'm saying i don't like Varys.
1: yeah Varys is uh he's all over the place with what they've done to him and it's uh, it's not ideal. Let's put it that way. It's very much not ideal.
0: It's really weird. It's really weird being exposed to. Um, like, there are certain mysteries of the show. It's like, oh, I really wish, I, I, I really wonder what's going on behind the curtain. And then when they let you behind the curtain, it's, it's a lot less satisfying than you thought. It's like, oh, I, I wish I was just kept in the dark on that. Had you not, like, not being involved with uh, some of these various conversations where he's truly open about his motives... Um, you know, that was kind of the the intrigue of his character in those early seasons. And now that you're actually part of these conversations, it's like, hey, he's pretty scummy. Like, he's not as impressive as you thought.
1: He's, well, his, like, he keeps saying that his loyalty is to the realm. And it's interesting because we, I think we've forgotten about that for a long time. Yeah. And that it just seems like he is, like, he keeps changing teams. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's interesting to see that you know, he always thought that Danny was going to be like the last team he would need to join, but that certainly isn't the case anymore. Yeah, and he it just I mean the last episode just made it seem very apparent that he was quite willing to just like uh, switch teams.
0: Yeah, right? yeah, so, very willing,
1: very willing, and uh, we'll see, man. It's uh, I mean, it's only two more episodes, uh, and part of me is kind of nice. thinking yeah, it, it's quite nice to just like be done with it you know if this is like the way it is i mean coming into season eight i think we were all like really excited to um to have as much content as possible but not knowing the kind and quality of content that is like not as not as good
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: yeah anyway should we get out of here
0: yeah sounds good all right cool all right i'm reza
1: i'm sandy thanks so much for listening see you guys next week I'll mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.